After five seasons and 100 episodes, the TV series of Gotham has finished. It's completed the journey right the way through to Bruce Wayne becoming Batman. That's what we're going to be talking about in this episode of Legends of Podcasting. Now, joining me in the Wave Rider for this episode, we have Stuart and Rob. And I'm Liam. Yes, we have the full crew back on board again, which is good because, you know, this is a, a great show. So, um, so that's it. 100 episodes of Gotham. Let's get into it. Okay, guys. So, um, Gotham, it's completed now. And now I know that you guys weren't all watching it all the way from the beginning. Which of you guys was it that didn't actually... I know, Stuart, you weren't watching this to begin with, right? No, yeah, yeah. No, I, I stopped at like half of through season one and then sort of picked it up. Once I heard how good season maybe three or four was getting, we decided to sort of start to pick it up, and then we started reacting to it on our YouTube channel as well. So why was it that you stopped watching it in halfway through season one? Uh, I think it was due to all the other shows that were on at the time. So you had like uh, like someone that's still on now, really, like Flash, Arrow, Supergirl, Legends of, uh, Legends of Tomorrow. I think there's some others as well, like Agents of Shield. There were just so many shows to watch, and that and and I don't know Gotham especially season one, I think they didn't know where they were going with it. And although I'm like a massive Batman fan, I was just like, uh, it just, I don't know. It was nice to see like Edward Nigma, like the penguin a little bit, but it sort of just, I don't know. It was the one out of all the shows, the one that I was, didn't look forward to watch each week. So I sort of put a stop to it. And then we sort of t- picked it up again. And what about anyone else like Rob and Ross? Were you guys watching it all the way through, for like from the beginning, religiously? No, no, I wasn't. Not at all. I, I watched season. I watched episode one of season one and stopped watching it after that. It <laughs> <laughs> worse than Stuart. <laughs> so why was it? What was it about that for you? That why you stopped watching it at those at the so early on? Honestly, something about the first couple of episodes in the pilot didn't sit right with me for the show, and I didn't watch it after. That. And I, going back now, I couldn't tell you what it was. But I'm fairly certain it was something to do with the way season one was all about Jim Gordon becoming a cop and Bruce was still Bruce. And I think I had no idea how narratively they were going to make Bruce go off and become Batman and Jim not look like a completely competent cop for not catching criminals for 10 years before Bruce turned up as Batman again. And I don't know, I, obviously the, the show's writing's drastically improved over the season two and three when we started watching it for the channel. So I got him massively back into it then. But I like Stu said, like, something about it just didn't sit right with me and there was a lot else on around the time Gotham came out that I was really into as well. It's just finding the time to watch everything. And what about you, Ross? Oh, yeah. I was, I was, uh, for me, I was watching it, but I wasn't watching it religiously every week. I would, like, watch three or four episodes, have a bit of a break, come back to it, watch another three or four episodes. And um, I couldn't tell you why, but I think it might have been because everybody else around me wasn't watching it. So I had nobody to talk to about it. So I was, like, watching the other shows which everybody else was watching. So I could talk to him about that one. So now that then, uh, so now that we've reached the end of the the whole show, the, the end of these five seasons, one hundred episodes, you reached the end. How has your opinion on the shows on the show changed? Uh, I, I mean, massively. I think when we say we we started saw some. I think we saw some images. I think of like season four or something, or we knew that season five was going to be last season. So we because we react on YouTube. We're like right, well, let's let's try and do this and try and get season five done because it'd be really cool to react to. So we started watching. I think it was like from halfway through season two onwards, 
Um, episode nine, season two. Yeah, episode, okay, episode nine, season two. The editor knows best. Um, <laughs> so, we, uh, so yeah, we started from that, and I think season two was okay. I'm trying to remember because it all blurs because we watched it like every week, so back to back, it all blurs into one massive season. But um, for me, what really picked up was when they brought Jar- Jarvis Tetch into it. And he's always been like quite a quirky um, villain in the comics and like in the animated series. I quite liked him, but they made him into a total badass in this in this show. Like he's probably I love the I love the guy who plays Edward Nigma. I think he's great, and no one else could probably play the Riddler for a very long time without me comparing it to him. Um, but every I think he's probably a it, Jervis Tetch is probably the sort of best villain for me for all the stuff that he did through season three. And then from there, they just kept on building and building the story of, of Bruce becoming Batman. And then Rachel Gould comes into it, all these court of owls, like all this stuff you thought you were never going to see because it was a prequel to Batman. They managed to sneak in, but not too much. I thought. It was... Yeah, that's probably what improved it, wasn't it? Because the first season, it was all about, you know, other villains that we maybe never even heard of or like fathers of the villains we know of. And then the main sort of villain was Fish Mooney, which wasn't a great yeah, I'll say. <laughs> yeah. So when they sort of moved away from that and sort of focused on actual Batman's run, I think that's probably what yeah, I think, got our attention. Yeah, it, same for me, I think, for a little bit. When when these shows, are those, it's most of them, it's like Flash and Arrow. Remember when Arrow started out as a grounded, realistic, gritty crime drama? And it's like, well, as soon as you start embracing the comic book silliness and wackiness of the whole premise... It makes the show a lot better. I think for me, season three was a standout highlight when they just went with all the rogues sort of coming to light. Riddler was going full force. Um, you had Jarvis Tetch in it. Rachel Gould was making moves in the Court of Owls in the background. Hugo, Hugo Strange yeah, was it yeah. no good in every episode. Yeah, is that what Jerome came, Jerome came into it as I well? I think that's when Jerome came to it as well. But it, it's yeah. just the quality of the writing went up as soon as they had more to play with. I mean, I've got nothing, nothing against them doing a serious, gritty sort of crime drama that season one tried to be it was all about the, the mob and um, that kind of stuff but as soon as it started picking up and embracing the nuttiness of it all it, it worked a lot better for me I think yes for me I feel that um, it is it, it consistently been one of my favourite shows um, since it first came out and I feel like the writing improved with every episode like um, like it, it was continually getting better continually um surprising me like it had some characters who you just previously wouldn't have cared about and you end up really liking these characters and uh they brought in the premise of the show of a prequel to batman like a show about gotham city before batman arrives which um they said early on that what this show is really going to be about is jim gordon it's about jim gordon's journey to becoming commissioner that's what the show is really about and originally, they said that it was going to have very, very little of Bruce in it. And that obviously changed. Um, they ended up with Bruce <laughs> yeah. in a lot, which makes sense. I mean, it's a show about Gotham. Um, you know, yeah. people are going to be watching it because of Batman. So mm. if, you, if you don't have Bruce in it very much, then it's, uh, it's going to be a hard sell. But, um, that, that was one of the things that initially I was thinking close towards the end of season three was obviously Bruce is still around in Gotham, but we know he should be off on his journey, going around the world, training to become Batman. How are they going to pull this off and how are they going to make it work in a show like that? And I think it works better narratively what they did with the show keeping him in Gotham because it shows you how much he came to care for the city, which is yeah. one of the big standout things we don't see a lot in any of the Batman mm. shows or, TV or films we've had is Bruce, why Bruce would stick around Gotham after his parents' murder. And that way, that really worked for me, yeah. I think. Yeah, and, uh, yeah, and also this show, 
it answers the old chicken or egg question of, um, you know, is Batman an answer to the criminals in Gotham or are the criminals there because of Batman? You know, which one is uh, comes first? And obviously we know from from this universe version, this Elseworlds version of Gotham City, um, the, the, the crazy um, criminals were what, who were there first and Batman's a product of them. He's there because of them. Um, and I think they handled it like what they did, their own interpretation of all of the characters. They, I feel like they did a really good job um, with them. You know, it, it wasn't yeah. a way that I would have originally thought of, uh, you know, doing all of these characters. But um, I mean, the Riddler, who's awesome in this show, um, having him actually work at Gotham uh, PD, like, uh, I mean, did that ever happen in the comics? I, I don't recall. I don't think so. No, no, I don't. I see, no. It's, it's interesting you used the, like, the, the word Elseworlds earlier because I think when, when I first watched it, I was just like, ah, oh, this, isn't, this isn't a Batman. This is all wrong. But as soon as I sort of started thinking about it as like an Elseworlds universe, it sort of made, it sort of made so much more sense to me. That, and so every time, I don't know, like Jerome came along and he was meant to be the Joker, I was like, no, he's not the Joker. That's just stupid. But like, if you embrace their version of Gotham and Batman is sort of is is just it's great and say so, but you know I, I don't think Ed, Ed was ever in the police department but that totally worked and I like the way it took him three seasons to actually turn him into Riddler as well they didn't just do it at the end of season one yeah they took their time with him which gave you a massive backstory and you actually you actually cared about him even though he was a bad guy which is really weird yeah yeah, yeah exactly yeah definitely. <clears throat> um, same a bit with Oswald as well being the being the umbrella boy to begin with and then sort of going up up the ladder slowly although his journey was a bit weird for me because he kept going, becoming like crime boss and then he was nothing and then he was crime boss again then he was nothing and he sort of I, I, I don't know his, his journey is the only weird one for me but then again he does have the best moment out of like any single episode of the show that we discuss this in our reaction like my favourite ever moment in the whole show is when uh, Azriel's trying to kill Bruce and Alfred and then Penguin and Butch just walk into Wayne Manor with a bazooka and just play the crap out of him <laughs> and they just go you're, you're welcome and just walk off that's just genius yeah it's had some it's had some highlights that show I mean um, as, I, as I watched it through it's also had some some downloads as well you guys know I wasn't particularly fond of Barbara Keane's character in the first couple of seasons because it just seemed like they didn't know what to write with her it looked like she was going to be Harley at one point and then they yeah. sort of went in a different direction with it, and she she got better. But I'm still I wasn't overly bowled over by the performance. But it's just like it, I think as well. I heard somewhere, correct me if this is true, but they they thought they were going to be cancelled around the end of season three. So season four felt like a bit of a rush job to get the new episodes out, and that's why a lot of the stuff that they built up to in season three sort of fell away. But overall, the the end product speaks for itself. I think it's a particularly it's a good little look at that an area of the Batman law that we haven't really seen a lot of the sort of growing up of Bruce and, and Jim's early days as, as a cop. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Some, of, some of the storylines they put in like no man's land in, in season five yeah. was just like very brave thing to do. And it, so it did really did pay off. Yeah. I, I mean, like, it, it paid off a little cause I, I, I'm a big fan of the no man's land storyline and I just, I felt it could have done with more time. Um, it felt a bit rushed cause they only had 12 episodes to push it through. So, but yeah, I mean, like, the scale look, of that is like doing the no man's land. Like it's a big, like what they um, what they took on, what they accomplished with this Gotham TV series is is huge. Like the uh, the scale of the stories that they were telling um, is really big. And uh, doing the whole no man's land, and this is something where uh, I'd seen on a, an interview with the um, the producer of the show. I've forgotten his name, but um, <clears throat> he made a point about how you're seeing less and less of that 
that scale of production on the network TV shows. So Gotham is on Fox. They said it's as a result of all the shows you get on, like the Netflix shows and the HBO shows, which are bigger budget, bigger production uh, value uh, TV shows. Now that's scaling back on um, on network TV. And it was his opinion that this is probably the last time that you will get a show that's as big, uh, you know, in uh, in scope as what Gotham is. So okay, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah I, I, I mean, interesting. I, I, I don't know. If that's I, I contest. I contest. Yeah, I contest, contest that with with Krypton, but mm. Krypton's not um, network TV, is it? Is it not? If it's sci-fi, it's sci-fi isn't channel. It? That's cable. Yeah. Oh, okay. So enough. network TV would be uh, Americanisms, man. I don't know. Yeah, well, it's oh, it's, it's, it's on TV. CBS, NBC, <laughs> uh, Fox, ABC, and the CW. They are the enough, network. Okay. TV shows, so they're the network channels. Fine, fine, fine. Um, fine, fine. Okay, yeah, that still yeah, makes sense. Yeah. I mean, well, like, well, Liam, like, like, because obviously we've spoken about the hundred episodes we, when we reacted to it. What was your thoughts on what they did for the final ever episodes or doing a so the final episode jump. episode jumping forward? Um, so I think it's really cool that they jumped forward ten years. Um, from what I'd heard in that interview as well is that <clears throat> they had originally considered the idea that maybe the last three minutes of an episode would be to jump forward ten years but then very quickly dismissed that by saying that there's so much setup that's been going on throughout this season, uh, throughout all of the seasons, sorry, that um, the episode before the last one was the finale of that season, and this last yeah. episode is the finale of the whole show. Um, and also, it was meant to, as they referred to in this interview, he says it also should, uh, can be viewed as a soft reboot, so to speak. Um, so not that the show is continuing, but uh, it should feel like a soft reboot because you jumped forward yeah, 10, no. minutes, 10 years. Yeah, yeah no, yeah. So, no it, it, it did feel like a season, a season premiere that like you just want to see what's going to happen. It did, yeah. So it was a whole lot of setup, um, in the episode, but I liked it. I liked that we got a whole, um, a whole episode on it. I liked that we got Jim Gordon's moustache at the beginning. Disappointed that they shaved it off so quickly. Yeah, yeah. Like, I feel like that wasn't I don't necessary. Understand that it didn't look bad. <laughs> you know, um, yeah. one of the things that the actor had said um, in season one of the show when he was asked, like, well, where's his moustache? Um, his response was, well, that's something he has to earn. He has to earn the moustache to become the actual, that's part of his journey to become Commissioner Gordon is also getting the moustache. And, um, you know, this last episode, he was the commissioner. He should have kept the bloody moustache. For but... 10 years. Yeah, damn right. Yeah. He was it for 10 years. <clears throat> so, um, so yeah, uh, I liked that he had the moustache at the beginning anyway. Barbara Keane has had a funny story, um, like a story arc where she's gone good, bad. Then in this bit, we're kind of like, not really sure exactly what's going on with her right now. Um, but I liked that we got to see um, young Barbara Jr., you know, a uh, ten-year-old wearing purple yeah. as well, was which was fun. Um, yeah, and and she and she's seeing the Batman at work as well in those chemicals. Yes, cool. yeah, you know, she's already got that kind of hope, and she's going to be like, oh, I'm interested. I mean, it's a shame we didn't see when he was picking her up from like gymnastics or something, rather than at the the new tower. Yes, yeah, that would have been cool. Um, <clears throat> so I liked a lot of what they did. Um, what I didn't like was, um, well, 
Batman's costume isn't the best version of the costume, uh, but you know, no, no. but I'm not going to fo- really it's focus early on days too it? much because so. it's cool. It just in and of itself, the fact that we got Batman on t- on in a TV series, we had a show all about the um, the genesis of Batman. So <clears throat> yeah, now Joker, not Joker, Jay is who he is in this episode. Um, yeah. I I like the the actor's portrayal of um, these different portrayals of Joker-esque characters that we've had throughout the show. I just didn't like this version in the finale. Um, like there were elements of it that were that were kind of Joker, but then it was like I feel like he did a better job previously in his other versions of uh, <clears throat> of the Joker. Yeah, but then a point that. Um, Again, going back to what this this interview with the producer made the point is that he's not the Joker. Um, like that isn't the Joker. Jerome isn't the Joker. Um, <clears throat> the idea is that the Joker is in the DNA of Gotham City. Like in this Elseworlds version of it, it it's part of the DNA. These are different like uh, incarnations, but we haven't had the actual Joker yet. Um, which... Wait, wait. So he, even even though they did the whole origin of him being dropped into his chemicals, yep, that's still not that's still not the Joker. Yes. Okay. Random. So, which it may be, it may be an actual uh, like licensing thing that maybe um, Warner Brothers wouldn't actually let them use the name Batman or the Joker um, in this show, which yeah. is why he was just called, Batman was just called a friend. Uh, at the end, yeah, and, yeah. Um, Superman, goddammit. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and uh, Jerome J, you know, was just called other yeah. names, yeah. never called the Joker, even though he really clearly looks like he's meant to be the Joker. And yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So yeah, this this version of it, I don't know. I felt like he was overdoing it a bit um, for me, for my liking, but um, it, but it doesn't ruin it for me because again, like we already said, it's Elseworlds version of it. And uh, yeah. he's not the actual Joker. I'm like, so if so long as you just embrace this universe version of uh, Gotham City and all the characters, then you can get into it, you know, and really enjoy it. Um, so <clears throat> I like that we got, I like that we got this last episode. It would have been nice if it was longer. It would have been nice to have seen the Batcave or to see him in a Batmobile or something like that. But yeah. Yeah. Time, I understand that he's, Technically, not actually Batman yet. This is just uh, his he, first he's just, just yeah. Was well, he? Ju- he literally just come back like that that night or like a, two days ago. Yeah. So maybe he ten years away. Yeah, maybe he hasn't had a chance to actually get any of the tech yet to actually set up yeah. that Batcave. Um, yeah, he's... yeah. The, the project fell. The project to rebuild Wayne Manor fell behind with Alfred. So you know, he's got to wait. Yeah. yeah. He's still got yeah, the, contractors... uh, the grapple hook on a rope that he has to swing around and get up the uh, the wall. Rather than a grapple gun, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, say it would have been nice to like, even like because they like pointed out the um the Batmobile in like season three. You got him like that bulletproof Mustang or whatever it was. Yeah, and you just never yeah. saw it again. So yeah, like what's your nice bulletproof Mustang? And he's like, yeah, we we'll just never see it again. Okay, <laughs> good, good times. But I that. really liked um the version of the Riddler that we got in the finale and of Penguin. Oh, yeah, he's great. Penguin was fun. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So it was nice to see that we got that. Um, so uh, I really enjoyed it. I mean, there's, there, are, there are so many characters that we were introduced to in, throughout these seasons. It would have been nice to have seen more of them, like where they are 10 years later. But, um, yeah. Yeah. you know, you, just be happy with what you got. Um, 
Yeah. <laughs> One of the characters I did, I really liked uh, when they brought him in. Um, and I never thought they'd bring him in to uh, the Gotham was Solomon Grundy. When oh, they brought him in and they made Butch be Solomon Grundy. That was uh, that was one of my favorite episodes where we got him. The interactions between Solomon Grundy and um, and Riddler were Riddler, the yeah. best. Um, so yeah, that was good fun. Yeah, like there's there's been a lot of cool stuff throughout the seasons of this show. So it sucks that it came to an end, but hey, it was really cool that we got it, and it's especially mm. cool that they were able to actually tie up the series with that episode at the end. Not every show gets to do that. So uh, yeah, no, yeah, yes. it's, all, it's all excited about. It's the same with um, now we know Arrow's coming to an end. It's going to be interesting to see how they wrap that up. So it's not just going to get cancelled at the end of the season. And you have loads of unanswered questions. They can do a mini season. It's kind of like what they did with this to like wrap up all the little storylines, so that if it, when it does finish, you're happy and you don't you're not like ah oh, yeah. I love this. And so, what's interesting yeah. with uh, Arrow is that we well, we have the flash forwards now, so we already yeah. know what's happening in the future because we're seeing it in the current episodes. Uh, yeah, so it is interesting that they're doing that with Arrow and tying that up. But um, have you heard the rumours about the producers of Gotham now want to do a spin-off Catwoman show? I had not heard that. No. Yeah, with the actress that played uh, uh, Lily Lily Simmons, is it in the the finale? one who was in the finale, not the rest of the show? Yeah, no. So it will be in the future, and she'll be in Gotham and stuff. But I don't know. It was just a, a thing that they said in an interview that they'd like to do it, but there was no, no other But details. from what I've heard on but, um, interviews as well is that they've all moved on with the exception of like Pe- the Pennyworth show, um, which we'll see how that goes. Um, everyone's yeah. moved on to other projects that, aren't, that are not DC. Um, so, oh, okay. so yeah, it's like they're, they're all talking about these different ideas. Oh, they'd love to do this. They'd love to do that. They'd love to continue to sh- do a rebooted version of Gotham using the finale as the pilot episode. Like they've said that as well. But um, mm. but they're all committed. Everyone's committed onto other projects now. So it's you know, it'd have to wait if they were going to do yeah. it. Yeah, like another, another Young Justice in like five years. It'll come back and it'll be awesome. I, I, I really want a Batman show, but I want it in the Titans universe. I've got to be honest. If I had to pick one. Yeah. If it was out of like the Gotham universe, the Arrow universe, or the Titans DC um, and uh, universe um, universe, I'd want that. Be amazing. Well, I'd love it if they were to do. They're not going to, um, but I'd love it if in the Crisis on Infinite Earths um, that we're going to get at the end of this year, if one of the Earths would be Gotham, but they're not going to yeah. do it because it's a different network. That one's Fox, you know. Yeah. So yeah, so we ain't going to get that, but you know. That would have been cool. We might get the DC Universe and the Arrow Universe because it's the same producers, isn't it? I know it's on a different network, but it's the same people it's making it. It's the same them, producers, so. and it's still um, it's still Warner Brothers because uh, you know yeah. Warner Brothers owns DC, so they own all the DC Universe shows. Um, Warner Brothers is a co-owner of uh, the CW, so um, yeah, it's definitely it's a possibility. definitely a possibility. Yeah. So it would be nice to, at the very least, get a a nod, uh, at the very least, a little nod to it, just like they did, I think we said this before, in the first season, I think, of uh, Flash, where um, he travelled through the multiverse and you got a brief glimpse of uh, the classic Flash show and Supergirl. 
you know, before you yes. had an actual crossover, you got a brief glimpse. It'd be nice if they, at the very least, threw something in like that in Infinite uh, Crisis, Infinite Earths, of a glimpse of the other Earths you saw. You know the um, the, the, the yeah, swamp thing. thing. Yeah, you know. Yeah, yeah. I'm done for that. All right. Well, that's uh, let's wrap this up, guys. So um, it's the end of, the, of our episode of Lynch's podcasting. What did you guys, our, our listeners, let us know what you thought of the finale episode of Gotham, um, as well as the show on a whole? Did you like it? Was this the show you even watched? Did you watch it throughout? Did you like the way they wrapped things up at the end? Let us know in the comments. We'd love to hear from you. And you can find us across social media. Just look for Legends of Podcasting. And be sure to subscribe to our podcast wherever you found this one you're listening to now. Click that subscribe button. And then you'll get notified whenever we have new episodes uh, that get released. And also, be sure to check out our YouTube channel where there's reaction videos where we have the reaction video to the finale episode of Gotham. You can watch it and see what the actual Legends reaction was live to that episode. So, um, that's it from me. That's it from me. That's it from Ross. All right. Bye.